Ready? I'm always ready. <laughs> We're back. I'm in a much better mood than last time. I'm not going to talk this podcast. <laughs> this is all, this is April's podcast. No. Welcome to April's podcast. I will help moderate every 10 minutes. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think, you know, it's just not, not feeling it last week, but now I am feeling it. Okay. I'm, I'm happy. I got a drink. Yeah, you're happy. You stocked up on White Claws. Like <laughs> I bought them ironically, uh, but I'm okay. a fan now. Okay, ironically. Don't believe that. Did it come with a Pomeranian too? Or... <laughs> I wish. But it's making a lot of noise. So, so what's going on, April? What's... Uh... <laughs> What's what's new? What do you want to talk about this uh, this lovely week? I know we're we're a little bit late. Yeah, we're a little bit late. Okay, we had. Did we have something going on? No, I mean just normal busy stuff. Everything is ramping up. Like it's turning into spring. The weather's getting warmer. Looming over us. Yeah, things are looming. You're working more. I'm working more. We're both kind of doing overtime at the moment, which is challenging and draining and stressful and our kids are deciding that now's a great time for them to just be wild cards right now <laughs> i know it's hard because our son just turned three so he's turning into like a real kid and our daughter is almost one so she's turning into a toddler speaking of our three-year-old looks like he threw a tortilla on the floor i see it over there <gasps> he didn't eat that oh my gosh <laughs> oh, okay yep that's a perfect example what a and you know he did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So they're just going into different developmental levels and it's... Making us develop headaches. Yes. Got that right. It is challenging. Everything is just kind of stressful right now. Yeah. But we're managing. Very. And it's like we're trying to get the chicks planned together mm -hmm. and what we want to do. And now we are also dealing with feral cats that we have to trap and relocate. Yeah, suddenly we have like five or six feral cats on our that like live on our property. They like live under our well, shed. It started as one, and then quickly it was two. One must have found a two, and then quickly and then it turned into a like dozen. Is six, yeah. and <laughs> so we've been busy, uh, and we do it humanely. We we use a box trap and we relocate them. And, you know. It's hard to find shelters to, to take these feral cats to, but I know a lot of farms have barnyard cats and, and things like that. These are not barnyard cats. Mm -hmm. These are very angry, very mean, destructive cats so that destructive. would decimate our our chicks and chickens. And Yeah, which is right in time because I had hoped this week that our first batch of chicks could go out. Mm. Um, but that is not happening because I don't want them to get eaten. Yeah. Well, I think we just have one cat left to trap and yeah. rehome. Um, but also I think that we need to wait until, uh, I, I guess we didn't talk about the podcast, but so with all the different chickens and their different purposes, like mm -hmm. we have to have separate homes for them on the property and, yeah. When we built the first chicken coop, we spent a lot of money. Yeah. Now it it's is a luxury chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> it is very it is very large and um, it does, I need to tweak it a little bit, but mm -hmm. it's if I end up doing all the fine the finishing touches on it, it's it's going to be very accessible and easy mm -hmm. and that's what we wanted. Yeah. And so that's the name of the game and instead of building another one, 
I mean, <laughs> I hate to say that like I'm gonna buy something from Walmart because really I like never buy anything from Walmart. Mm-hmm. I'm not a I'm not a Walmart kind of dude. Yeah, like a big box store. Yeah, I don't like big box stores. That. But for the price and the material, and it's like two it's like two hundred dollars to get a, a mobile coop. So hint hint, if you want to get chicks, you can get them from us. And even getting like a mobile coop that can hold like eight or ten chickens, you know, less than two, you spend like $200, and it's mobile, and it's, Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, very secure, and so, until we order that, which I'm probably ordering at the end of this week, and we'll probably end up getting more than one, but for right now, just, just one, it's all we need, um, that's where I want to send the chicks first, and and these chicks that we just hatched, you can, they're gonna go in with your original Mm -hmm. chicken, well, (laughs) Unless they're roosters, then they're not. Yeah, and I have, I looked at them again today. I am pretty positive, not 100%, but I'm pretty positive we have one hen and two roosters. Which, obviously, we wanted more than one hen. But for only having three, I feel like there could have been a big chance it would have all been roosters. So I'm just happy with one. Again, I'm not saying to, like, you know, do anything with the roosters right now. I could be wrong, but... If you're going off of comb size, two of them have very large combs already, and the other one doesn't have one at all. Yeah. Which is a pretty big indicator of that. Yeah, and and we'll see. I mean, people talk about wing sexing, and because these birds are (laughs) the mixture of, like, fast-growing and slow feathering, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we can't can't tell. And we're not going to vent sexing, because we both feel that that's kind of mean. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like it could really hurt the birds. And we're not about that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If we, once everything slows down and we do more research, if we continue with the Americana leghorn crosses, potentially we could be able to feather sex them because you have to have one breed of bird that is considered fast feathering and one breed of bird that is considered slow feathering and this is where I'm unclear. Their babies, you would think like if the mom is fast feathering and the dad is slow feathering, and then when they have babies, if the, I don't know, I can't, anyway, I guess I digress. That, I'm not going to go into that right now. <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're trying to come across with, yeah. but then my whole point is that or my whole thought process on the whole thing is that, like, you can get either trait from either parent, though, so it could still be completely opposite. I know, but there's something about, I don't know, like the XX and the XY and the, because girls are XX and guys are XY, so it's something that has to do with that. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a professional. I don't know, but I know yeah. that we do have a fast feathering and a slow feathering breed, so. Yeah. But I don't know the details. <laughs> yeah. And then we've had that issue that we're still running across where we're just not getting fertile. And, I, and I'm referring to these now as fake Americanos because mm-hmm. they're fake. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not getting fertile fake Americana eggs. Which is concerning because I see the roosters breed them. I saw them breed Dogbed today. Our fake Americana's name is Dogbed. <laughs> um, because the first egg we ever got on the farm was from her, and she laid it in, in the, the dog bed, bed on our porch. <laughs> um, yeah, like, even today, I saw the other fake Americana breeder. So I don't know, and I, it's not the first time, so I don't know what's going on. But we have one 
is it possible that some breeds of chickens just can't be crossed? I don't know. I wouldn't think so. I mean, I wouldn't think so either, but, I mean, what are the odds? I mean, I mean, she could be a dud, which is fine. It's, you know, we didn't get her to be a breeder. We got her for eggs. And we're going to get real Americana soon, so if all she does is supply eggs, then she'll just be in the hen house, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep tabs, and as we get closer to spring, I think we'll have a better idea, because I have heard that the roosters get more motivated to breed, you know, as this war- well, weather gets warmer, like before the They seem pretty like, motivated I right know, now. I know, but maybe she's just the ugly one to them. <laughs> maybe. And then when we get our new, um, when we get our new, uh, our new coop in, mm-hmm. I feel like we should take the three, um, leghorns, the two hens mm-hmm. and the, and then throw them mm-hmm. in there. And then, you know, we'll test to see if the leghorns are all fertile yeah. and we can market out some breed specific stuff. Mm-hmm. So okay. we'll see. Um, yeah, so we're expecting people to want chicks soon. So we mm. are marketing a little bit. We're pretty much clearing out a couple orders. Um, they're almost done, really. Basically, mm-hmm. the next batches that go into the incubators, um, well, the next batch, really, could be for sale. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then if, you know, once that ramps down, then we'll just get back to egg selling. I know it's so scary to me to market to people that we don't know. It, I just but feel I mean, like that's such that's, a huge step. It, I mean, if you're going to run a business, yeah, yeah, if you're going to run a business, like, it can't always be sales to your friends. I know. Well, that, and I think that's kind of why I toned down like my um, breast milk jewelry thing because. Like, I was starting to market, like, it started to get, like, friends of friends of friends, and it, which they're all great, but, like, people who don't know you are so much more critical of everything, (laughs) and, you know, not like I ever got any, like, bad reviews, I'm just, like, self-conscious, and same thing with, like, our chickens and stuff, I'm so afraid people won't like them for some reason. (laughs) Well, I feel like People always have complaints about everything. Yeah, and I feel like we, we obviously have, um, we have certain standards here, where we won't, I won't sell something to somebody with our name on it that I that I'm not a hundred percent satisfied with as it goes out the door. So we had uh, Chicken Little. Yeah, I guess we can go with that. We had Chicken Little from our last batch. Uh, a chick. So we did pretty good screening our, best, our eggs. Yep, our best batch yet. And then I was going to say nineteen, but it wasn't nineteen. No, it was fifteen. Fifteen. It was. We had fifteen eggs that we. Passed all the way through into the final, our final incubators where we hatch, and we put 15 in there. I guess and we one, got 14. One, well, no, we got 13. 13 hatched right off the bat. But are you counting chicken little? Not yet. I'm, okay, getting, okay, I'm okay, telling okay. the story. Okay. <laughs> so we had 13 hatched, um, and then the other two hadn't pipped. And so we waited, a, what, a day, and then pulled the chicks out mm-hmm. and got all the shells out. And then we decided that we would, um, we decided we were going to float test. Mm-hmm. So we got the water ready. Um, I pulled uh, one of the eggs out and candled it and immediately knew that we didn't need to um, float test it. Yeah. So I guess going into that really, really briefly, if you have chicks in the incubator or eggs in the incubator that don't hatch like within like 24 hours of the last one i don't know that don't seem like they're making any progress have not pipped 
you know, you're trying to figure out if they're viable or not. You can, the first thing that you're supposed to do is like tap on it and candle it to see if you can hear it peeping or see if it's pipped through the first membrane. And if you can't tell or you don't hear or see anything, you water test them. So you put them in a bowl of water that's like 100 degrees, which is the temperature of the incubator. And the whole thing is if you put them in gently, if they're alive because they're moving and breathing and like kicking around in there, you should be able to pretty easily see them like moving around easier in the water than on the ground. Um, and if they're perfectly still, then they are dead. So that's what we mean by that. Yeah. And so we candled one and it was, we already knew we didn't need to water test that one. Mm -hmm. But then I put the other one up to my ear and tapped on it and I immediately got a chirp, chirping back and scratching. <laughs> um, so we put it back in and waited and nothing happened for a long time. And then we did, we did our research and everything and we decided to give him an artificial pip. And so we did that and things were going good, mm -hmm. but he just wouldn't move. Yeah, and he, he would just chirp never chirp. made any progress. Yeah, he would chirp and chirp and chirp and chirp, but he would never uh, move. And so we started to, you know, we made sure we had the humidity really good. And we were spraying it, misting on him so he didn't saram wrap. And so we ended up assisting and hatching him all the way out. And he just wasn't, he just, I don't know what was wrong with him. Like, I think there, the, even the, concept of assisted egg hatching is pretty controversial for a lot of people like a lot of people are in the camp of never ever assist a chick from hatching ever yeah and yeah which we might be I, yeah in i think that we're in camp. that boat now. <laughs> because if they're not hatching they pro there's probably a reason like there's probably something wrong they either haven't developed correctly or there's just something wrong. And I feel like that's really what happened with him. There was just always something off. Like, he just wasn't... Well, he didn't like, have his balance. Yeah, like, like, something neurological. Like, he, he was fully developed physically. But, like, he couldn't, like, stand up very well. And it, it didn't seem like he had any injuries. He just, like... And he the issue was he never got the hang of eating and drinking. Like, he lived... He just died today. I found him, and he was... Which is weird, because when <laughs> I left, sad. he was fine. And when I found him, he already had rigor mortis. Um, but, so today is, what, Wednesday? And it he is was Wednesday. hatched. When did he hatch? Uh, Saturday? Sunday? No, Friday. Friday. So he lived longer than you would have expected. Yeah, he must have gotten some water or something. Yeah, I well, I know he was getting a little bit of water. I helped... He would only drink if I, like, literally, like, dipped his beak in the water and then he would, like, drink a little bit. But usually once they hatch, they have about three days of the yolk in their tummy left. So they don't really need to eat or drink for three days. Um, but, yeah, he just never – I never saw him eat. We tried and tried and tried and we, like, isolated him and had him with the other chicks. And we did everything – we could like you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink and that's like literally him um so we were really bummed about that um yeah it was you know hard yeah. it's hard ethically to hear them chirping and to like want to help like you want to help so badly but it's like so what if he had lived like then we'd have like a yep <laughs> you know, like a 
challenged chicken who like if she was a girl she probably never would have laid eggs if it was a boy like what's the point anyway yeah (laughs) and i mean thinking about it too i the only thing that i can really think about or i mean the only the only thing that i came to conclusion with is that maybe we should have just put him in you know maybe the other incubator Mm-hmm. And and just let him do his like just leave it yeah. like if he hatches three days later on his own then maybe he'd be all right maybe he just wasn't all the way done cooking yet I don't know I don't Which, know I mean it was really late yeah but I mean I don't know I don't think I could just throw it in the trash while it's still chirping mm-hmm. yeah definitely not I mean the alternative is just waiting till it dies in the shell like giving mm-hmm. it. Oh, which is so hard. Like, it's just a terrible situation. And, like, neither... Yeah, but, I mean, is... it's 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 nature, you know? Yeah. It's what happens in nature. Like, yeah. it's a lot of people talk about, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, for animals and stuff like that. Like, it's like, hey, that's nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone that I've talked to, like, when they've done assisted hatching, they said the same thing. Like, you know, one person told me that they've had to do three assisted hatchings and two of them died... A couple of days later, just like ours did, and then their other one is just still kind of wonky and like is like a year old and still hasn't laid any eggs yet. So, yeah. you know, I guess that circling back around—that's what you were talking about. Well, I was about, talking like, about no how we don't. <laughs> well, I was talking about how we don't. Um, how we won't sell anything that's not up to oh. our. Oh yeah, yeah. Our quality. Right. Our so standard. we would have never like that batch. We, was, we held them out of that batch. Yeah, that batch was for someone, and we were like. Uh, yeah, we, were, we, yeah, <laughs> we just adjusted the number like hey yeah. you know yeah which i told him about that today that 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 he was like oh man mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah and that's uh we we've been selling some batches to uh Rand, randy and randy and candy i guess that kind of rhymes oh yeah i never noticed that before <laughs> <laughs> over at twisted willow farms and if you're in the market for some some Dexter beef or Berkshire pork or meat chickens or turkeys, they they do. I mean, they pretty much do it all. Um, if you're local to Eastern North Carolina. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, and we're probably gonna have some big announcements coming out. Mm-hmm. Stuff with that 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 we're that we're all we're talking about and working on and. And yeah, so yeah, it could be exciting, it could be hopefully. very exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually talking to him today, and um, he's researching and stuff about maybe even growing, like, the feed. So it's like, at that point, you know, what we're not really relying on anybody for anything. That would be really, really... How many acres do they have, do you know? I think he leases, like, 25, but then also there's, like, an additional, I want to say, like, 25 and then 50, like, right near his place. What do you mean? Like, he leases from someone or to someone? No, no, no. He leases from someone for the land that he he uses, which is is something that I've thought about, too. Mm -hmm. But, I like, I feel like it's probably hard to set up. Like, how do you buy a property knowing that the adjacent properties aren't associated with it and then try to get a lease because at that, then at that point you're committed you bought a house yeah. like you're committed to a house and it's like oh man i sure hope they will let me lease that like yeah yeah well i mean i feel like he probably just lucked out with that because most people it's oh he told adjacent. he told me he got really lucky with that everything just fell into place at like 
the perfect time with them finding it and all, and all that stuff. So, but uh, he's a really smart dude, and he's got a lot of cool stuff going on. And we're lucky to, to have an opportunity to be a part of what's going on and contribute to it. So yeah. it could be a really, you know, it could be, should be a really, a really good thing. I'm motivated to, to, to do it all. And, uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, and it's nice, you know, hopefully all that works out. But even if it doesn't, like, they only live half an hour away from us, which is nice. And I know they don't put their kids on social media, so I won't say much, but we do have kids in similar ages. Yeah, and they, everybody got along. So yeah. <laughs> everybody got along. We ate some good food. Next time we go over, it's our turn to cook. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> got some plans for that. Yes. Yep. So a lot of good things. We're it's finally, you know, spring is coming, and I just feel like the seasonal depression is, like, leaving my body. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess on that note, I finally started our main garden seeds, which is something I'd been, I was going to say procrastinating on, but I haven't been procrastinating. I just haven't been able to sit down and do it. Um, Usually our, you know, the time frame before our last frost date that you're supposed to start the seeds are, is um, Valentine's Day for us. I don't know if it's like eight weeks or whatever. I can't remember. All I know is that Valentine's Day is when you're supposed to plant it in our growing zone which is pretty much 8a some maps say 7b we are like directly on the line of 7b and 8a so i usually just go with 8a because that kind of fits what our climate is i feel like best so we have i did the tomatoes and peppers um some eggplants what else did i do and the cucumbers so that's what I have, which in my opinion, I feel like those are the most important things. <laughs> and I just have the tomatillos and a couple other random things that I need to plant. But we have the majority done. I wanted to talk a little bit about it. I have an Instagram, um, an Instagram TV, I don't know what you call video, I guess, which is basically like the Instagram YouTube um, that I shared all of the varieties that I planted and that I'm growing and a little bit how I start seeds. I've been hoping to do a YouTube video about it, but I, uh, lost the charger to my camera. So don't tell my husband, but I need I'm to right buy here. A new, I need to buy a new one. I mean, you lost it. I think it's in your car. I just need, we took it to the felts and then I never, you lost your okay. whole life in my car. The I know. Defaults. I know. Well, I need to <laughs> take another look because now the batteries are dead and I can't make YouTube videos anymore. No. Oh. Um, but anyway, so if you are into knowing the varieties like I am, go check out my Instagram where I go into a lot of detail. But I did want to share just the varieties of tomato. I promise it won't be that boring. I feel like a lot of people want to know because I always want to know. Do it. All right, so this year, um, just like every year, we have our paste tomatoes, which is, you know, the ones that have less gel in them and are easier to make sauce with, even though you can make sauce with any variety of tomato. But the paste tomatoes that I'm growing are Speckled Roman, Super Sauce, and San Marzano. Um, I always do San Marzano. I like those a lot. Um, and last year I started growing the super sauce. They are a hybrid from Burpee and I really love them. Like they are phenomenal. 
Um, they're huge and they taste really good. Um, I used to be really against hybrid anything. Like I was on that heirloom kick. But now really our priorities have changed. I feel like I've probably talked about it a lot. But anything that will grow well and has disease resistance and taste goods, like that's that's what I'm talking about. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then for the cherry tomatoes that I'm growing, I think I'm only going to go with black cherry and sweet hundreds. I'm on the fence about yellow pear. You don't really like yellow pear that much. A lot oh, of those are the ones don't. that are like a bell size? Yeah. Yeah, no. Don't really care for them. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of them, but I love the variety. Like, with the red and the dark red and the yellow, like, all in a bowl, like, they're beautiful. But also, I know we don't have time for things that we don't really like so <laughs> right now i haven't planted any and i may or may not i don't know i haven't fully decided <laughs> um and then as far as like the beefsteak and slicers so the big ones um i have black crim which i have never successfully grown um mortgage lifter jersey boy that's my favorite tomato ever it's like a craw it's from burpee it's a cross between brandy rye, brandy rye, brandy wine and Rutgers, which are two heirlooms. Um, but it is phenomenal. It grows really well. They are really uniform and they taste really, really good, um, which is the most important thing. Um, I have, I planted one black from Tula last year. I did not like them. They did not grow well. So I'm giving them one more chance, and if they don't grow well again, I'm kicking them out of our garden forever. Yeah, I feel like a lot, of, like with a lot of these things, it's even though the seeds might say that they grow well in our climate or whatever, I feel like a lot of it, it is kind of trial and error, especially with like not just the big three as far as the mm -hmm. nutrients in the soil go, but like other like tiny factors that mm -hmm. people don't think about, maybe. Yeah. And so I feel like it's all just about like finding what grows the best for like, like you're talking about, you don't like hybrids or, or you know, or, or you like hybrids now, but you mm -hmm. know, originally the heirlooms and blah, blah, blah. Um, like the silver queen corn grew great here. Mm -hmm. And I always hear that it grows great. And I'm always trying to do all these different types of corn other than the silver. I do right. grow silver queen normally. Last year, I don't. Think I I don't know what all I did last year. <laughs> last year was a blur. <laughs> I know you still have all my corn seeds, right? I do, and, and I bought like... you more. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because I'm just gonna grow tons of corn this year. That's my goal. I'm down for that. So, because I mean, yeah, I don't. I'm gonna get back to the potatoes, but I don't know what. We need to figure out our soil. Don't get because it. this year we are not wasting time. We are in it to nope. win it. Nope. So Best we're doing all ever. we're doing all corn. Doing all yeah. corn for well for me. I don't know. I say that. I'll probably still try to grow potatoes. But <laughs> I don't know. I touched on it. I don't want to get off real quick. But the only thing I'm going to say is, you remember I grew potatoes in the boxes and they still do the same thing? I know. That I think it's a bug. does not make any sense I think it's a bug. I think it's a bug. I think it's, I think it's a bug transmitting whatever kind of blight or whatever it is. That's, but you would think with that new... Like, why would the bug be in there? Like, you... It, no, it's no, no, in no, the no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that... Like, like on the potato leaves? Yes. Like, because mm -hmm. the Colorado potato beetles bounce, or they fly, and then they leave the larva. I didn't see any over there, but I'm saying it could be something else. If we could want all rain, to though. get dedicated, this might not be a this year thing. It might be a next year thing. 
But we should get like an ins like one of those like African mosquito nets and like put it over what like if you have another bin to try so that we know for a fact no but like we can get sterile soil and um mm. and, and like then we would know it would be a moisture sure. thing or yeah humidity thing yeah i don't know like all my advice from potatoes on all my videos and everything i watch is always from like people in minnesota yeah <laughs> and i'm like man i want to move to minnesota they grow really good potatoes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get a lot of advice on a lot of things. But <laughs> actually, you know, what even when we were just talking about the um, black from Tula, someone, because I had shown the packet, and someone said that they had gotten seeds from that, the supplier. I'm not going to name them because I really like the supplier and I don't want it them to make, you know, to make them out as bad. But they said that a couple varieties that they had gotten from that supplier did not match. Ooh. It didn't seem like they were like true mm -hmm. to what it was. Like maybe it had gotten cross pollinated because they like, um, I don't, they, I don't know the word that I'm trying to think of, but like other people, like they con, I guess contract other farmers to like grow seeds. So it's not like this particular person is growing their own seeds. Like they con uh -huh. contract and stuff. So I think I know who that bitch is. <laughs> you might. I think I know who that I is. I think you might. I think I know. I think uh, I know. Um, and so they said that had actually happened. I think from that variety, from that supplier, the same thing had happened to them. So I don't know. It could just be the variety. I don't know. Um, but anyway, again, I don't have time for losers. So even if it is just the supplier, I'm just not going to try again. We're cutting all the losers out. Yeah, this year. we I mean, really look, are. Look at our sheep. Yeah, exactly. we expected to have giant sheep numbers this year, and then instead we majorly downsized. I wouldn't say we downsized, but we probably have the same amount of sheep going in this year as we did last mm -hmm. year. But we got rid of the losers. We did get rid of losers. It's freeing. It's like getting a new haircut, like fresh. Yeah. Fresh well, and healthy. we're 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 <laughs> decide we decided to do things the right way now. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. And we get all hands on deck here for their health, and that's what the next thing for me. Yeah, is warming them. them. Yeah, well, and throwing the trio, warming at them. Yeah, especially right now when they're most vulnerable after they lay them in in the spring. When they're it's most wet. vulnerable. No, that's when that. they. When I know, they I know it's true, are. but it just sounds <laughs> so bad. I mean, they all look good right now. Um, I mean, some of them are, you know, recovering from having babies. giant babies or multiple babies. So it's like I can't when they look a little skinny, but they're acting fine. I don't. It's hard for me to tell if there's an issue or not. I, I don't think there's an issue right now. But well, and I was thinking about it today. Like we're already in March. Like. And the other two haven't lambed yet. And I'm just like. They're not going to lamb next they... year. You know, they're not going to lamb next year now. Yeah. Well, Depen there's a lot of research that says you can spark them sometimes. With a new ram? Yep. Which would work because they haven't uh, had a ram. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we had a whole episode. What Was that saving a lamb? Was that lamb in the living room that we talked about? I can't we remember. We may have. Just go listen we've, to all of them we've, and figure we've, it out. We've discussed our plans. <laughs> there's no need to repeat. We don't need to repeat it. If you've listened to our podcast this far, then... There's no way that you've missed what we're doing with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, the only thing I was going to say was that we, the whole point of us 
doing the new ram situation was to avoid late lambings. Mm -hmm. And the late lambings started the first day of, like, when the lambs started going downhill was the first day of spring, which is rapidly approaching in, like, what, a couple days, like, a week. So I'm just like, I'm disappointed. I didn't think that they would land this late. I was hoping they wouldn't, but they clearly are. So that's a bummer. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. At yeah. this point now, it's like, I hope that they both have males. Mm-hmm. Because yes. that's, you know, it'll be meat. It'll be more meat. And we, re- we don't really have very much. It's I think it's going to take like two years before we really have a lot of like meat, before we can really make money. Right. On it. Because two lambs, sorry, listeners, if we only have two males, yeah, they're, they're going in our, they're, they're yeah. going in my freezer. Yep. <laughs> yeah. so. so we want rams, which means they're going to both throw twin girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, uh, is there any, any lambs that you want to get rid of? I don't No, Out of this batch? No. I like I'm just talking all. like as a, as a flock, as the whole flock. Is there anything we want to get rid of and sell? I mean, we're not going to make any profit on uh, on lambs this year. Yeah. It looks like. No. No. I mean, I want to keep everyone. Yeah. But, I mean, the nice part is is that we were lucky enough to get the deal with the hay. Yep. And that deal isn't just for this year. It's for next year, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's Which, been really great. You've and only and had the to- crazy, the crazy, sorry to interrupt you. I know you get mad <laughs> about that. The crazy thing is, is that while it sounds like, like, you would think that it's a skimpy way to do it. Like, oh, like, we had this crazy old man and we just made a deal with him and he's bringing us this, like, weird hay or whatever. But it's peanut hay. Yeah. And it's and it's not just, like, grass and holes. Like, there's peanuts and stuff in there and mm-hmm. the sheep love it. They do. And, and the it's chickens. so nutrient. It's the protein in it. Like, mm-hmm. It's great. It's great for them. And it's going to carry us until the grass grows. And then... Uh, this year I think I'm going to start supplementing, you know, more with the sweet feed mm-hmm. and because that's how I also give them their minerals that they, you know, cause they need to get selenium and, and sheep are, you know, sheep need certain things. We need to figure out what's up with blacktop in her hair. That could be another thing, but. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that of being some kind of deficiency. Yeah. But it, maybe that's why we, maybe that's why she was for sale from that farm we got her from. Maybe. Because her, the one we got her with wasn't exactly an all star either. Yeah, yeah, she hadn't. She has a new home now. She does have a new home now, with the old man. Yeah, <laughs> and he loves her, so if he's happy, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do kind of miss her. She was a nice sheep, but man, she, she was, was nice. She just had the health issues. Yeah, yeah, the health issues. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I rarely hear about peanut hay, but it is so. Like, so full of protein. It's phenomenal. And, like I was saying, like, when the sheep, you know, of course they're super messy and they get the hay everywhere. But even when they get it in the mud, like, the chickens love to dig through it and eat all the peanuts. Like, when I let them out of their run, they sprint to that pile just to root around in it. It's so funny. It makes me so happy. (laughs) Well, we're going to have to use chickens to fix up that area, too. Like. I mean, that that block is like the wintering block now. Mm-hmm. Like the sheep just go there for the winter now, and that may change. And you know, we're gonna be spending a lot more money on infrastructure and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, different hay things. But it's hard because even if I get some sort of 
hay holder, whatever you call them. Don't know why I can't like a hay ring, but like for square bales. Even though like I get manger. something like that, is it a manger? No, a, a manger is like the like the structure I built for them that the tornado took out. That's like a manger. No, it's not. Jesus was born in a manger. Yeah. No. <laughs> you think he okay, was we... born in a hay ring? Yes, literally. Oh my gosh, I need to take a research break, and I need to. <laughs> no, just let me sound dumb if I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, continue. Um, uh, even if we got something like that, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work for the hay that we're getting from right. the old man because we're not getting it in, you know, in, in bales. bales. Yeah. We're literally getting it in giant trash outdoor bags. trash bags. <laughs> yeah. Thank God he, he upgraded to these though. Cause he yeah. was, when he was bringing this earlier it was skimp. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Interesting how everything works out. Yeah, we just have to deal with him driving his truck in our yard at times, oh doing 8,000-point turns, and in the mud that I have to fix, but whatever. I know. I'm sure people with a lot of land can relate. It's like, if you have a lot of land, for some reason, people think it's 100% always okay to like drive in your yard. Even though there's a perfectly good driveway it, right next to it. I know. It's like, when it's not soaking wet, Like I guess that's fine, but like... Don't root it all up and like, oh, it's so I'm about to like just put giant traffic cones down there. (laughs) Like, oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, I guess that was about the sheep, but circling back to my tomatoes. Um... Where was I? Okay, Black from Tula. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't have much other to say. Or I'm doing Celebrity Italian Heirloom and Beef Steak. So I have, I think it's 16 different varieties, something like that. Um, so I'm excited. Um, every year I unintentionally do more because I just cannot <laughs> stop buying seeds. Um, I definitely, most of these are from years past. Like, I only buy one or two new ones. Like, the new varieties this year are Celebrity, and maybe just that one. I think just Celebrity. Um, A couple of them I had found. Like, the speckled, a lot of the heirlooms, the speckled Roman, the black crim, and I think one other, and the Italian heirloom. Those all I actually found when I was getting my wrapping paper in the back of Mallory's closet. Those are all from the very first garden I ever had in 2016. 2016 is when those seeds are from. So I'm not sure if they'll germinate. I'm sure they will. I usually have pretty good rates, like even with older seeds, but yeah. So I am pretty excited. I have a little bit more to do, like all the pumpkins and squash and melons and all that kind of stuff and probably another round of peppers, but we're getting there and everything. Well, all the tomatoes have germinated. Um, we're just waiting on the peppers, but that's normal. So. Yeah. yeah. They always take the longest. Yeah. Yeah. So we're moving in the right direction. I'm hoping to actually be successful with pumpkins this year. Um, usually we're we nev- never are. Well, not last year. Was it last year? Either last year or the year before. We got three beautiful pumpkins, but of course, the right? Mice ate it. Yes, the mice ate it, just like freaking Cinderella. They chewed like a hole, like a golf ball sized hole in all of them on the same Are night. Are you sure it's mice and not voles? 
I mean, no, some kind of rodent. Yeah, I think this year we need to step up the rodent control game over there. Because yeah. the voles are still around, and they're not going anywhere, so mm. how do we catch them? I don't know. And don't say those feral cats, because they obviously can't <laughs> do anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to put a fence around it. Um, I gotta keep the voles out. Will they chew through it if it's netting? Like, is that Probably. how? Probably, or, or, they or they'll go under it, it, or they can fit through it. They'll go, well, I guess voles could, yeah. What we need to do is, I mean, we could try that, and then I would set mice traps everywhere. Oh, my cousin accidentally called me. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. It's just like, yeah, I I envision like a like a beautiful paradise where me and Troy can like frolic and eat from, and like mice traps and wool traps are not in my vision, but I understand that. We're going to have to. We live in the middle of the country next yeah. to farm fields and stuff. Yeah. All them animals come out of the woodwork everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I, I, but I'm hopeful. I'm excited. I'm hoping to for Troy to be more helpful this year. I think he'll really be excited about that. He Thanks to Daniel Tiger, he loves cherry tomatoes and bell peppers. So <laughs> he will be very excited to be growing his own. Well, is there anything else we need to talk about? I mean, not really. It's, you know, other. I mean, we're just, we're so busy lately with, like, work and stuff. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, yeah. We're just doing our own thing. There's not giant developments yet. Soon there will be. We'll be getting mm -hmm. some new chicken homes and new fencing to start doing regenerative farming and rotation rotational stuff and we're basically just gonna be moving animals all the time so don't let this yeah. big word yeah <laughs> we're gonna be moving animals a lot mm -hmm. instead of just kind of letting them go wherever we're gonna be strategically moving them mm -hmm. yeah yeah so hopefully a lot of big improvements we're excited it's we are be good. It's starting. It's ramping up. It is. We just need to stop raining. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's nice to see a little bit of green back in the pasture. Yeah, it's creeping in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well. Is that all you have for that's today? That's all I have. I don't have anything else for today. Yeah.